You can't be a Holy Ghost church unless the majority of people who go to that church are filled with the Holy Ghost. You can't be a Holy Ghost church unless the majority of those people that go to that church are filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues. And so, you know, it, uh, a lot of times people are afraid of that word tongues. The first thing I want to talk to you about is this. There's the diversity of tongues. There's all kinds of, there's not just one tongue. There's many tongues talked about in the Bible. And so a lot of times um, people grow up differently. Uh, people have different experiences with the word tongues. And, you know, you're at Cornerstone Word of Life Church. And, you know, we're like the Apostle Paul. He said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. And there really shouldn't be any confusion in this area, even though there is a lot of confusion with speaking in other tongues in the body of Christ at large. I personally grew up hearing that tongues were of the devil and stay away from them people because they messed up and they, the, the people that told me that were wrong. They were taught wrong. And then when it comes to some people, then you get this version. Well, you know, okay, it's in the Bible, but it's not for everybody. Well, it's not for everybody. It's just for everybody born again. It's not for everybody. The baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues, is not for everybody, but it is for everybody born again. Amen. And we're going to look at some things today. I'm going to give you some doctrine and I'm going to give you some word because you say, well, we're all filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, then we're going to, we're going to rev you up a little bit. We're going to get you back to praying in other tongues like you should. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, this is a great place and a great day to get filled with the Holy Ghost. We have people teach, uh, taught who, and trained that will help you uh, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence speaking in other tongues. And I'm going to give you scripture today. And we don't talk about this all the time, but it's here. And the Lord said to me, he said, a Holy Ghost church has to be a, a group of people where the majority are filled with the Holy Ghost and heaven speaking other tongues. So maybe you heard it, you know, and this is the people you may be dealing with. Now listen to me. If someone's not born again, you don't need to be talking to them about tongues. They don't need to know anything about tongues. But the second you get born again, change subjects. I mean, the second you get them born again, change subjects. Because now they are ready and primed to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So I grew up hearing that tongues were of the devil. My mom's not here. She'll be here at second service. She even went to the little charismatic church we were in. Because me and my sister got filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in other tongues. And she was going to get us out of the cult. Because we were in a little hometown, 9,000 people. Everybody knew everybody's business all the time. You know, it's not like here where you go to the grocery store and you run into maybe one person you know. When we used to go to the grocery store, you, ran, you just had to ignore everybody or you could not get your grocery shopping done. Or you, when you went to Walmart, you, had, you can't stop and say hi by everybody you know. You just nod at them because you got stuff to do because you know everybody. And the thing about a small town is everybody knows everybody's business. And so my mama came to get me and my sister out of the cult. <laughs> but she found out it was no cult. It was just the power of God. And that day, she got changed, delivered, and her life, and if you know anything about my mama, she speaks in tongues more than y'all. <laughs> so, so, so that's how we grew up. Uh, then another, th you know, like I said, people will say, well, it's not for everybody. Well, that's just not true. Uh, people will say, well, it's not the only evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost. It is the initial evidence. And I'm going to prove that to you by the word of God. Those are all theories and opinions. I have the word. Amen. Amen. Why is this important? Why does the devil fight this? Because it's the gateway to the supernatural, and it is the proof that the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, has come back. Yes. 
It is the proof. There's other proofs, but it is the main initial proof. And, and, and so I, I can talk about those kind of things, but let's just look at some scripture. You all ready for that? Hallelujah. Uh, Ephesians 5, 17 through 18 says, where be not unwise. In other words, don't be stupid. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. What is it? Be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be filled or be being filled with the Spirit. Everybody say, it's smart to be filled with the Holy Ghost. When did this happen? Acts chapter 2, verse 4. Remember Jesus said that uh, as he was leaving, he said, you've got to go. And to them, they had to go to Jerusalem and tarry and wait for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. He said, don't leave Jerusalem until you're filled. And then Acts chapter 2, verse 4, after they were all praying together, and they were all filled. How many, said, how many all is all? How, how many all is all? Everybody that was there, that means they're born again. All means all. And so if someone told you it's not for you, it's not for everybody, they lied to you. They lied to you. There's only two reasons why people don't get filled. Is they don't have faith or they don't know how to yield. Both can be fixed. All right, don't you, you this is the wrong church to get quiet in this area. Hallelujah. Because I'll camp on this forever because it, uh, thank God for my salvation. But right after my salvation, the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence speaking other tongues changed my life. It helped me get into the Word. I'm going to get ahead of myself if, I, if I'm not careful. But y'all, we need to be excited about this. You say, well, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. They speak in tongues. Well, you need to be more excited about this. You need to be more excited about this. Amen. This, if you remember, because some of you, know, especially you come to church here, uh, you probably got filled with the Holy Ghost when you were four. You know what I'm saying? So we, because we, we help the children here and they get saved young and they get filled young. Deanna's getting them filled with the Holy Ghost. And if they didn't get filled there, Robert gets them filled. You know, uh, Cody gets them filled. Uh, and then if you just get in here a minute, we're going to get you filled because it is the power of God. And listen, people, uh, I, I can't get past this. You know, people say, well, I know some people who speak in tongues that, that aren't, that aren't filled with the Holy Ghost and say, well, I live a better life than them. This is not about living a better life. You live a better life by doing the word and growing in the fruit of the spirit. This has nothing to do with living a better life because I know just because someone speaks in tongues, let's, uh, he wasn't speaking in tongues then, but remember Peter, he said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. What happened? That was the Holy Ghost. Then he said, Jesus, you can't go to the cross. I'm not going to let you. Then what did Jesus say? devil get behind me so just because someone speaks in tongues doesn't mean they're a better or a superior believer it has nothing to do with better or superior it's something the lord wants you to have it's power there's some benefits of being filled with the holy ghost speaking in other tongues that you and i need and the word of god is full of the church People call it the early church, but let's just say the church being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking with other tongues. So on the day, on the day of Pentecost, they were all filled. Everybody say all. I'm going to slow down. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Who's the baptizer of the Holy Ghost? Matthew 3.11, the apostle, uh, the, uh, John the Baptist said, there's somebody coming after me who's not sandals. I'm, I'm not worthy to untie. Uh, I, he, John, what did John say? I baptize you with water under repentance. But there's some coming someone who will baptize you, baptismo, full immersion, with the Holy Ghost and fire. His name is Jesus. And so Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire. How many know Jesus is still alive? How many know Jesus is, still, is doing what the Word says he does? So Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire. You can't hardly argue with him. Who's the head of the church? Who's always right? 
The word of God is always right. Amen. And it says, then the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then when the Gentile church came in, in Acts 10, 44, it says, while Peter spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them. Which, which heard the word, and they began to speak in tongues and prophesied in the, uh, the city of Ephesus in Acts 19.6. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. So I don't have time to get into all of it. Um, if you've never been to Bible Institute, uh, we teach foundational doctors class, and I teach on this class, and I slow down a little bit and teach you this. But from those three scriptures alone, you see the initial evidence, and there's about five or six that I normally go through, shows you that the baptism of the Holy Spirit has the accompaniment of the believer speaking with other tongues. Um, one of the main reasons people are not filled who hang around this kind of church is because they're convinced it's not, the baptism is not for them. That everybody doesn't always speak in other tongues. And they misuse and mishandle scriptures. There's diversities of tongues. There's the, a prayer language tongue. In the book of Acts, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak other tongues in a known language. That's a diversity of the tongue. It was not known to the person getting filled with the Holy Ghost, but it was known to somebody else. There's tongues of men and angels. There's a tongue that is given that must be interpreted. And that's where people mess up looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and, verse 4, and chapter 14. I know I'm going a little fast, but i got some things i got to get to today. But I, I need to make sure everybody's on the same page. Because they go through there, and I remember my aunt did this to me one time. I'm not going to tell you which one. But my aunt did this. She said, well, the Bible says that everybody doesn't speak in other tongues. It does say that, but in reference to even if you're filled with the Holy Ghost and pray in other tongues, there is no promise you will ever give a message in tongues. That's as the Holy Ghost wills. And you can be available, but he may not choose to use you that way. The list there says, are all apostles? The answer is no. Are all prophets? The answer is no. Then it gets down, and, it, and you notice the only, thing, the, the only thing that's not in there are all ministers of helps, because the answer is yes. It's the only one it leaves out, because everybody's in the ministry of helps. It's the only one, I don't have time to teach on it, but it's the only one that's left out, because everybody is in the ministry of helps. I'm in the ministry of helps to my pastor who was just here. What about, how am I helping him? By, by doing the mandate of his father. I'm helping. When I go minister in India, I'm helping. When I go minister in Chile, I'm helping. Amen. I am. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the answer there is, do, does everyone speak in tongues? The answer is no. Don't, don't be afraid of hard scriptures. If we can't answer them, we ought not be preaching it. We ought not be believing it. But there's an answer. The answer is no. Everyone doesn't give a message in tongues. Even if they're filled with the Holy Ghost, the Lord may never choose to use you that way. Amen. Does do all interpret? The answer is no. In a public setting, right? But can't, oh, we, I may have to slow down. Y'all doing all right? Is it too cold for you? Aren't you glad you don't live in Alaska? Aren't you glad you don't live in Michigan? Well, to those of you who used to live in Michigan, isn't it nicer down here? Anyway, hallelujah. All right. Listen, and 
a lot of people say, I had people say, well, I'm afraid to ask. Because what if I get something wrong? Well, Luke chapter 24, verse 49 answers that. And behold, I send the promise of my father. But tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power on high. That's not the one I was looking for. Um, Because it's not in my notes. Because it just popped up. Remember when he said, if if any man asks for bread, am I going to give him a scorpion? You being evil, better translation is natural, know how to give good gifts to your children. How is it anyone who asks for the Holy Spirit, am I going to give him something fake? If you're born again, you're, you're ready, man. I said, if you're born again, you're ready, man. If you're or woman, you're ready. You're ready. All right, let's look at some stuff. Hallelujah. Um, number one, I don't even know if you have my notes up there, but uh, I, I'm obviously not going to follow them. Sorry. Uh, Mark 16. I don't think anyone took a picture anyway. Mark 16. Uh, who's the head of the church? Jesus. Is Jesus always right? Does he know what he's talking about? Should you argue with Jesus? Should you just submit to Jesus? That's all pretty good, right? Go into all, verse 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We're doing that. We're going to Chile. We do it around here. Are you doing it too? Are you a minister of reconciliation? Should we be doing that? Is, it, is that the great commission? Are we supposed to be doing that? Yep. He that believes, are you, are you born again? Are you born again? Should you get water baptized? Should you? After you're born again, should you get water baptized? It's an outward proof of an inward happening. It doesn't save you, but should you get water baptized? All right. That was a check. Um, he that believes not, how many of you know if someone doesn't receive Jesus as Savior, they're going to hell? It's true. You don't have to like it, but is it true? How many of you know there's one way to heaven? By believing in Jesus. There's not many ways, but there's just one, and you have to be born again. Okay, check. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Do y'all believe in signs? Wonders? Miracles? In my name? Ooh, do we have power and authority over the devil? Amen. How many of you don't have to look for the devil? But when he shows up, you know how to get rid of him. In the name of Jesus. Everybody say, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The devil has to go, right? Hallelujah. Well, let's skip that one. Uh, They shall take up serpents. That means you don't play with snakes. That's not what that's talking about. If you, uh, but, oh, we got to back up because you can't leave it out. Can you leave it out? Well, you know, uh, that's not for us today. Well, the rest of it's for us today. They shall. They shall. Who shall? Believers. Are you a believer? Then you shall. Well, let's just rip it out. People have. Don't you get weak on this. Hallelujah. Everybody say, they shall. shall. Say, I shall. shall. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it's for me. Jesus says it is. Are you born again? Well, I'm, listen, Pastor Mark, I get it. I'm going to get good enough, more spiritual, and then I'll be able to receive. This is not about Jesus qualified you. You don't have to qualify. No, I'm going to say that again. 
Jesus qualified you. Your salvation qualifies you. What you thinking that you got to get all? He made you holy. He made you righteous. You are qualified. Okay, so I got rid of that one. Everybody say, I'm qualified. Are you born again? Then you're qualified. They shall speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents and drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. See, we believe in all the rest of it. Most people do. But they want to they pull that part out. They shall. I shall. Hallelujah. How many know? Everybody say it again. Jesus is right. Hallelujah. So let's real quick again. So the initial evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost is praying in other tongues. We see it in Acts chapter 2, verse 4. Um, uh, Acts, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 2 says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. Um, and so let's begin to look at the benefits. So let's just look at, so let, we're kind of skipping over some things, but I want, this is what was on my heart today. This is all, oh my, this is what's on my heart today. This, we're going to get started on this. And then I'll see you in a couple Sundays right here. Cause you will come back, right? Cause we got to finish this up and pastor Robert's going to do some great things on Sunday morning, but, but I, I need to get you this because I need you to understand that in these last days, there's going to be more of us, not less of us. The largest movement in the Christian world right now is those who speak with other tongues. The Spirit of God is being poured out. The Spirit of God is visiting the church. This manifestations of the glory of God. And what this is, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Number one, again, I'm going to say this to you. Jesus said it's expedient for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the comforter cannot come. Did Jesus put his blood on the mercy seat? Did Jesus sit the right hand of the Father? Did Jesus send the Holy Ghost? Is the comforter here? One of the proofs that the Holy Ghost is in us and on us and around us and is manifesting is the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It is the one thing, even of the nine manifestations of the Holy Ghost, tongues and the interpretation of tongues is the only two new manifestations that are in the new and not in the old. All the other seven are in the old covenant. The Holy Ghost coming with the evidence of speaking in other tongues is a proof that the spirit of the living God is here on the earth ready to minister, ready to manifest, ready to help. He's the comforter. He's the helper. Hallelujah. It is a proof that he's here. And so wouldn't the devil like to shut it down? Wouldn't the enemy like us all to be quiet and go away? Wouldn't, because it's also the, the, this baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire is the power, the dunamis of God. I know this. I've been born again without the power. And when I was in my early 20s, I got filled with the power. And I spoke in other tongues. Being filled is better. There's something about that. And so there's some advantages. Um, so when, and let me just do it this way. Um, one of the reasons that when you pray in other tongues that will help you, one of the benefits, it, it's a constant reminder that you 
are filled by a supernatural God. And some of us, some of you have been praying in tongues for a long time. You have to stop sometimes because it becomes part of integrated into your life. You know, uh, we'll be driving around and I'll just break out in other tongues and Pastor Rondo will say, whatever he said, Lord, I agree. Because, you know, because I'm a pastor, and, uh, but I do pray in tongues a lot. And I'm going to kick it up some more because I'm a little stirred up if you can't tell. I'm a little stirred up if you can't tell. Because I know that being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues is life-changing. And if you're not filled, I got some people, Nadra and Ollie right here, they'll take you to a room, and they will help you, and they will minister to you, and you'll leave here filled with the Holy Ghost today. Amen? Amen. One of the things when I pray in tongues, you got to stop sometimes and go, wow. You just need to do it. Some of you have been doing it a long time. You just need to, when, you, when, you, when you're praying, you just need to go, wow. Because you know it don't come from your mind. One of the things when you first get filled, the devil say, oh, that's nothing. That's just a bunch of, oh, it's not a bunch of. It's you speaking to God. Why the devil hates it. We tell little children, it's like, secret, it's like speaking in secret code. And the devil doesn't understand it. And it frustrates the fire out of him. I don't know if that's true. He's going to be on fire forever. Um, you know what I'm saying? So reason number one. This is a simple reason. But every time I pray in tongues, I should be reminded that a supernatural God lives on the inside of me. The Almighty. The Creator. Jehovah decided to come live in me, to live in my temple. And he decided that Jesus would baptize me in the Holy Ghost and fire and enable me. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, let's look at that. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. So remember, this is one of the diversities of tongues. Because remember in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 2, they heard them speaking their own language and praising God. There's tongues of men and there's tongues of angels. There's a tongue that you would give that it would be interpreted. But this is what we call prayer language. Now, when you pray in your, in your prayer language, I want you to think about it right now. How many minutes a day, those of you who are filled, how many minutes a day do you spend praying in other tongues right now? Because see, now there's some Pentecosts, and maybe some of you, uh, I'll, just, I'll just name some Pentecostal denominations. Church of God, Church of God in Christ, Assembly of God, you know, some other Pentecostal churches. Some Pentecostal churches, they, didn't, they, they believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but they only believe you speak in tongues that when you get into the, the when, you get, when, you, when you have a hoop and hollering service. And when the power of God comes on you so much that all you can do is speak in other tongues, and that's the only time they speak in other tongues. But you can speak in other tongues anytime you want to once you're filled. And you ought to. You ought to pray in other tongues. Uh, I do it like this a lot. Anybody in the room got anything in your life that you need some solutions to? Let's just, let's just go down the list. Maybe a certain sin is just dogging you and you can't seem to shake it. Maybe a certain personality trait that your spouse doesn't like or 
Maybe, you know, something's going on. Or, or maybe um, you just don't understand where you're at in your life. Maybe there's a frustration going on. Maybe in your life you feel like you're going around the same mountain. You're going around. You're, just, you're stuck. Well, why? Have you ever asked God, why? You know, I'm doing everything I know to do, but why? Well, what does that make it? A mystery. What does the mystery need to be? Solved. I tell you this all the time, but it, and you know because I tell you all the time, it's one of my biggest pet peeves in the world is going to a movie that's a, that's a mystery and then leave, them leaving the ending up to me. Talk about, le- don't go to, don't ever. I, I mean, I don't go to hardly any movies anymore. I just go to the, uh, the space ones because that can't be real. And, uh, well, that's about it. Uh, and so I, I don't go to real, I don't, I don't do movies much. But, but you know, even like, uh, do y'all remember like Agatha Christie? Was that her name? Uh, this is old. Um, Perry Mason. Those kind of, what they do, they solved it. Even if it was, I grew up on Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. What is that? It's good. It's real. It's, it's nice. Read it. But they solve it. They solve it. Scooby-Doo, they solve it. Scooby-Doo, they solve it. Why are your mysteries not solved in your life? Why are you struggling in an area if you're filled with the Holy Ghost? Because see, you know, when I pray in the Holy Ghost, you don't know what you're praying about. Well, it's true, but you can pick the subject sometimes. Most of the time. Lord, I would like to pray about this thing that's bothering me and I don't know what to do. Holy Ghost I pray that you would give me utterance right now that I could pray this out. Then what's going to happen? Then you combine that with the scripture that when you pray in other tongues, pray that you would interpret. What does that mean? That's not a public interpretation. That's you having knowings in your heart of what to do about a situation. What are the advantages of being filled with the Holy Ghost? Number one, it proves that the Spirit of God is here. Number two, it'll change your life being filled with the Holy Ghost because you can actually get places in God and get revelation that others are doing without. And with revelation, the third reason that I want to get to is that it, the, being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking other tongues will help you with your revelation of the Word of God. Let me ask you this. Uh, who wrote Romans? It's not a trick question. Who wrote it? But how did he write it? By the inspiration of So we call Paul the author of Romans, but really the Holy Ghost is the author of Romans because the author is where it started. It didn't start with Paul. Who wrote John? John. But who inspired him? The Holy Ghost. Who wrote James? James, listen to me. Uh, I'm writing a book and and Doris is helping me, but I'm not going to let her put uh, her name on it. She won't. But I'm not going to, even though she's helping me, she, she didn't write it. I gave her the stuff and she's, because English is my second language. Tongues is my first. So she's helping me. 
can you understand? So listen to me. When you don't understand something from the word of God, Lord, what do you mean by that? Guess what? The Holy Ghost wrote it. What's a good way to minister to the Holy Ghost? What's a good way to get connected? Pray in other tongues. I don't teach people this very often, but when I, when I first got filled with the Holy Ghost, I was inspired to read the Bible and then go back and pray in the Holy Ghost because you can pray on the inside and still read. And it was amazing to me how it quickly became alive to me. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is the author of this book. And this book uh, makes sense. And this book works, the scriptures work together. And so there's a reason for everything written. And if you don't understand it, he'll reveal to you. Number one, why do we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Because it is, a, it is the supernatural evidence that the Spirit of God, the Comforter, has come. Number two, you can get your mystery solved. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to harp on this one in a minute. Listen to me. I've got some in my life. You've got some in your life. And yes, the Word of God is first place. But even by praying in the Holy Ghost about a mystery, he can reveal a truth to you from the word of God. Anytime we sit in darkness in any area of our life is because we lack the light. Who is the light? The, oh, the Holy Ghost is the light. What am I saying? As I pray in tongues, I'm connected to revelation so that I can know what to do. Because he wants to get you out of all your troubles. He wants to deliver you. And a great way to do that is to pray in tongues. How many minutes a day do you pray in other tongues? And is the only time you pray in other tongues is robo-tongues when you're in trouble. Because really in some ways when you're in trouble, you need to declare and decree the word of God. I pray in the Holy Ghost and, and if I'm in trouble, he'll give me a scripture to declare. It's, so it's not just praying in the Holy Ghost. He reveals a scripture that I can speak because I need a scripture. I need the word. But how often do you pray? Y'all right? Come on, I'm talking to a bunch of people who, uh, come on. I thank my God I speak in tongues more than y'all. Come on. I'm just stirring. I just want you to be stirred up about it. There's some answers here. I, I got about seven or eight more reasons why we pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. I, I want to encourage you. If, you. if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, don't leave without, don't leave without getting filled today. At least uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity to go to a prayer room and they can help you out. Uh, we got books. Uh, Brother Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen, uh, The Upper Room. If you have questions about it, you should get that. You should, you should study it and it should answer every question. Uh, he wrote that. He was, you remember when Elvis died? Uh, Elvis released a song and it went number one. How does that work? I don't know. Uh, but Brother Hagen, when he went home to be with the Lord, he released this book. And I know he wasn't around because it says in subtitles, everything you would ever want to know about speaking in tongues. And Brother Hagen would have never allowed that. But they did it anyway. And it's the truth. It's a, it's a great book. And anyone that you know that's having trouble, you should get them that book. It's a, it's a, little, it's a bigger book, but you should get them that book. I'm just telling you, uh, so if you're not filled, if you're born again, are you born again? Are you born again? Then what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? Believers shall. And so if in the time past you, you maybe, well, I, I tried, I just gave up, I got frustrated. Well, it's either a faith thing or a yielding thing, and we can help you with that. Don't give up. Don't give up. It's important. Don't miss out on something that is life-changing. Don't miss out on something that's life-changing. Again, I'm going to remind you all, as Holy Ghost people, if you encounter someone, the first thing, you know, it, it's not about are you filled with the Holy Ghost. The first thing is, are you born again? 
That's the only sin that the Holy Ghost cares about of an unbeliever. Have you rejected Jesus? Have you accepted Jesus? But if you find out someone's born again, man, they need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Why? Because when we pray, we speak directly to God. We pray out mysteries. Let me just say this. I got something in my life that I'm working on right now. But I know you do too. What's the reason behind this? Sometimes what's the root of this? Um, Sometimes why isn't this working? Where am I missing it? And it's really, it's not coming to you. Why? Because your answer is not up here between your ears. Why are we looking for God answers up here? No, I used to have people, hear people say, um, and even people that I respect say, when it comes to the word of God, you got to let it, you got to have it drop from here to here. I believe that's reversed. You got to get it here first before it can ever affect here. Mental ascent doesn't bring real faith. Real faith will change your mental ascent. And in the same way, where real answers are revealed in the heart. The Holy Ghost loves us. He's not hiding things from you. Sometimes, sometimes things are hidden for you, not from you. And I just sense it in the room. If you're frustrated about something, kick it up. Now, I will say this. You know, this is March. So a lot of people every year buy member, memberships to gyms. And I think those people have given in. It's March. How long does it usually last? March, April, about. And so, you know, and they go in and they're first, you know, they're working out an hour. If you haven't been praying in tongues, don't. I'm going to pray an hour in tongues every day. You're not. Don't do that. I'm going to pray five minutes. Pastor Mark, that's not enough. Well, if you're not praying any, it's good. Can I get everybody in the room to give me five minutes? Not while you're driving. That's okay sometimes. But I mean five minutes. Stand still. Sit down. Go get in the closet. Um, Get by yourself. Just five minutes. And if you find yourself doing it more, but just make it a commitment. Especially if you got something to work on. This is a mystery to me. I don't understand this. Holy Ghost, this is a this, I'm working, this is a project right now. I want to pray about this. But what if he has me praying about something else? He's gonna let you pray about the thing that concerns you. Now, while he has you when you're done, he might say, Well, why are you here? Maybe you ought to pray for your pastor. While you're here, maybe you ought to pray for uh, your government. While you're, so it could, while he's got you, he might have you do something else. But he's not going to have you pray about China if you've, got, if you've got something wrong in you that you're trying to figure out. So when you're praying in other tongues, what are you praying out? Well, you're praying out the will of God. It's all you can be praying out. When I'm praying in tongues, I'm not asking the Lord, how's the weather up there? 
if I'm praying in tongues, I'm praying out scripture. I'm praying out the word of God. Amen. Amen. So while I'm gone for two weeks, and there will be a test. Give me five minutes every day. If you've been doing it more than that, just add something to it. Add something to it. 